The Daily 202's Big Idea is supported by Battelle. For 90 years, the employees of Battelle have solved the world's most challenging problems, finding solutions and really big ideas. At Battelle, it can be done. Learn more at battelle.org 90. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 20th. In today's news, secret internal estimates show President Trump's border fence is going to cost far more than he says. Ben Carson insulted transgender people during a HUD staff meeting, prompting one woman to walk out. And North America has lost three billion birds over the last five decades. It's an overlooked biodiversity crisis. But first, the big idea. That whistleblower complaint about President Trump made by an intelligence official centers on Ukraine, according to two people familiar with the matter. The complaint involved communications with a foreign leader and a promise that Trump made, which was so alarming that a U.S. intelligence official who had worked at the White House went to the inspector general of the intelligence community. Two and a half weeks before the complaint was filed, Trump spoke with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, a comedian and political newcomer who was elected in a landslide in May. That call is already under investigation by House Democrats, who are examining whether Trump and his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, sought to manipulate the Ukrainian government into helping Trump's re-election campaign and digging up dirt on Joe Biden's son. Lawmakers have demanded a full transcript and a list of participants on the call. The Democratic investigation was launched earlier this month, before revelations that an intelligence official lodged a complaint with the inspector general. My colleagues Ellen Nakashima, Shane Harris, Greg Miller, and Carol Lenig figured out that Ukraine is at the center of all this. On Thursday, the inspector general testified behind closed doors to members of the House Intelligence Committee about the complaint. Over the course of three hours, Michael Atkinson repeatedly declined to discuss with members the content of the complaint, saying he was not authorized to do so. He and the members spent much of their time discussing the process Atkinson followed, the statute governing his investigation of the complaint, and the nature of an urgent concern, a legal term, that he believed it represented. Atkinson made clear that he disagrees with a lawyer for the Office of the Director of National Intelligence who had contradicted the inspector general and found that the whistleblower complaint did not meet the statutory definition of the urgent concern because it involved a matter not under the DNI's jurisdiction. Atkinson told lawmakers he disagrees with that analysis, meaning he feels the matter is under DNI's purview, and also that it is urgent, quote, in the common understanding of the word. Atkinson told the committee that the complaint did not stem from just one conversation. Following the meeting, Adam Schiff, the Democratic chairman of the committee, warned of legal action if intelligence officials do not share the whistleblower complaint. Then on CNN last night, Giuliani dismissed the Post's scoop about the whistleblower and Trump's promise to a foreign leader. He admitted to asking Ukrainian officials about Joe Biden after denying it 30 seconds earlier. Literally. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, senior Trump administration officials are seriously considering a plan to again divert billions of dollars in military funding to pay for border barrier construction next year. That's according to three administration officials. The president has pledged to complete nearly 500 miles of a new barrier by the 2020 election, but that construction goal will require a total of $18.4 billion in funding through 2020, far more than Trump has publicly disclosed. 
planning documents leaked to my colleagues Nick Miroff and Josh Dossi show the cost of building 509 miles of barrier averages out to more than $36 million per mile. The documents also show that the government would need to obtain, either by eminent domain claims or purchases, land that lies under nearly 200 miles of proposed barrier. The White House has also requested $5 billion for border funding in the 2020 budget through the Department of Homeland Security. But if that money is not approved, and it won't be, multiple sources in the White House say the administration plans to dip into the Pentagon's construction budget again for another $3.6 billion. The planning document that the Post got its hands on was distributed during a meeting led by presidential son-in-law Jared Kushner last week. That document indicates that 187 of the 509 miles of proposed border barrier are on private land. That's more than a third of the total. Yesterday, the Interior Department announced the transfer of 560 acres of federal lands to the Army to facilitate barrier construction along a 70-mile stretch. Trump has also taken an increasingly keen interest in the aesthetic elements of this barrier, insisting it should be painted black and topped with spikes, despite the cost increases associated with both of those elements. Meanwhile, a Honduran mother and her toddler drowned in the Rio Grande after trying to enter the U.S., Adalia Herrera Hernandez and her 21-month-old recently entered the U.S. and made an asylum request here, but they were sent to Mexico to wait for an immigration court hearing under Trump's Migrant Protection Protocols Program, informally known as Remain in Mexico. Growing desperate after sleeping on the streets and in shelters, Herrera Hernandez attempted to cross the river with her son. Their bodies were just recovered by Customs and Border Protection. Their deaths highlight a cruel effect of Trump's policy. More children dying at the border. So far in 2019, at least 15 kids have died at the U.S.-Mexico border, according to the latest data from the International Organization for Migration. This is not normal. Number two, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson made dismissive comments about transgender people during a meeting with his own staff. Carson expressed concern about what he called, quote, big, hairy men trying to infiltrate women's homeless shelters, according to three people who were present who interpreted the remarks as a clear attack on transgender women. While visiting HUD's San Francisco field office this week, Carson also lamented that society no longer seems to know the difference between men and women. Carson's remarks visibly shocked and upset many of the roughly 50 HUD staffers in the room and prompted at least one woman to walk out in protest. As HUD secretary, Carson has weakened Obama-era protections for transgender people, In May, his agency introduced a new proposal that would allow federally funded shelters to deny people admission on religious grounds and to force transgender women to share bathrooms and sleeping quarters with men. Number three, slowly, steadily, and almost imperceptibly, North America's bird population is dwindling. The sparrows and finches that visit backyard feeders number fewer each year. The flute-like song of the western meadowlark, the official bird of six U.S. states, is growing more rare. Our continent has lost nearly three billion birds, representing hundreds of species, over the past five decades. It's an enormous loss that signals an overlooked biodiversity crisis, according to a major new study released yesterday afternoon. This is not an extinction crisis yet. It is a more insidious decline in abundance as humans dramatically alter the landscape. There are 29% fewer birds in the United States and Canada today than in 1970, according to the study. Grassland species have been hardest hit, 
probably because of agricultural intensification that has engulfed habitats and spread pesticides that kill the insects many birds depend on in their diet. But the victims also include warblers, thrushes, swallows, and other familiar birds. The study's authors, who include scientists from Canada's Environmental Agency and the U.S. Geological Survey, were able to put a number on the decline because birds are probably the best monitored animals on Earth. The authors argue that birds, because they're so well monitored, should be viewed as canaries in the coal mine, harbingers of a wider environmental malaise at a time when other creatures, including insects, are also thought to be fading but are much more challenging to count. A recent United Nations report warned that one million animal and plant species are at risk of extinction as people log, farm, and mine the natural world and as the climate warms. But in the case of most dwindling bird species, the problem isn't that they're in immediate danger of vanishing. Birds aren't falling out of the sky. Instead, the authors of the study explain bird populations are shrinking at rates we do not see, and so therefore we do not act upon. And this is the key thing. Conservationists refer to this as shrinking baseline syndrome, and it can have devastating effects. Passenger pigeons, for example, were once so abundant that their massive flocks darkened U.S. skies. They were driven to extinction in just a few decades. As Mufasa put it to Simba in the recent remake of The Lion King, which is quite good even if you don't have kids, when we die, our bodies become the grass and the antelope eat the grass. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. Birds are an essential part of that circle of life. And we're all in this together. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, September 20th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.